texts are so impersonal. Email is almost dead. Email is like, you know, that, that's going to be like the fax machine, yeah. you know, in a, in, a, in a few years. And it's, you know, it's text and it's other forms of communication that will replace text. But I think nothing can be replaced by that human contact. And, you know, and sometimes it's Zoom like this or, or you know, where it, it can be a, not, a, not only a communication device, but a transportation device. Welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today, I have the honor to learn from Mark Murphy. Mark is the CEO of Northeast Sequoia Private Client Group. He's passionate about empowering entrepreneurs get on a path to multi-generational wealth by also keeping other aspects of their life in mind. Mark is third in the nation on the 2023 Forbes America's Top Financial Security Professionals list. Mark and I had a great conversation and he shared great points on establishing great relationships and being your true self. I don't want to take anything else away from this. Mark was fantastic in this. So without further ado, let's welcome Mark to the show. I'm excited because I like the approach that you took where it's not just finances with you, right? Like your team, you seem to focus on other aspects. Like, yes, you want to set aside money and create wealth, but there's other aspects to that. So I'm kind of curious, how do you get to that? Like, what was that moment where you're like, hey, there, there's more to this than just money? Well, I mean, it just very became clear to me that I never really tried to, as Albert Einstein used to say, he used to say, uh, don't focus on being successful, focus on creating value. Mm. And, and so what I kept seeing is that there was so much in the financial services industry that was just a commodity. It was just a pure commodity in terms of they were providing the same kind of pablum kind of advice that you could get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then there was another group of people that were pl pl playing in more rarefied air where, um, you know, that, that, you know, they did some sophisticated things and some more sophisticated planning. And, you know, and that, that, you know, that kind of puts you in a, in a sort of a stratosphere of, but, but there were still other people that could do it. And then what you started to really realize is that if you ask people what they wanted, if you ask them, the kind of life they want. If you ask them what they wanted for their kids or their grandkids or for their business or for their families, they'd start to open up and tell you. And, and even the ones that, that didn't really think about that, you started to get them to start to think about that and help them develop a plan and a strategy for their life. And the idea is that that was a game changer. You know, it was it, 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 in our, in our business it was game changer because I'm not afraid to be different. I'm afraid to be the same. And mm -hmm. I think the other thing is you wanted to play in a competition-free zone where the only place that client could get that experience is by working with us. And and then, you know, you talk about your, you know, podcast, you know, Intelligent Conversations. That that was the essence of what we did is when you're doing that kind of work, you're creating intelligent conversations all day as opposed to a hammer looking for a nail, just doing sort of that kind of same pablum planning and the relationships change. And then on top of that, is when you transform the lives of the people you work with, mm. it's even better because you create these incredible experiences where where you're really bonded to the people and you're creating these relationships that I just treasure for not for months or years, but for decades. And you probably get to see their progress as well, right? Like over because it takes time to build up, especially where you were talking about with finances, it takes time to build up wealth. 
So you kind of get to see the progress of them developing not only uh, their lifestyle, but them as a person as well, I bet. I'm sure you've seen that. And so what's kind of your process then? I mean, you kind of sit them down and... Well, I, I think it's a very pretty simple process. You want to sit back and... I mean, I, I try not to make it more complicated than it is. I, I want an hour or so to find out how they think about their business or their money or their family or their life or all the things that are important to them. And mm. then I think at the end of that, you know, first meeting, we'll ask them for a little bit of information. And then you want to have a meeting that might go an hour and a half or, or, or a little longer where you'll lay out in that second meeting some comments and some recommendations, but a clear strategy going forward. You know, no obligation on our part, no obligation on their part. But I think at the end of that second meeting, it's clear whether we should have a relationship or not. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, as, as I said, it, we've done this for a long time and it seems to work, uh, you know, 100 percent of the time or more. Um, <laughs> and and, you know, it's really just trying to, to 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 help them design a plan to have the life they want. And and I, I, it's almost like a process. You call yours intelligent conversations. I, you know, I always say whoever asks the best questions wins. And it's a it's a it's a, it's a process of powerful questions in helping people really discover, you know, who they are and who, or who they want to be. That's something I find as well is from what I'm understanding, you want to build out, you're asking people what their dream is essentially like, Hey, what do you envision yourself in 10, 20, 30 years or whatever it may be. So kind of asking this, how do you, I mean, right. We have to ask these great questions, but how do we construct, I guess, these great questions to, uh, kind of get to the bottom of this to figure out, hey, what what is my dream? Like, what is it that I want? You know, I think I think also part of it is it's education. You know, for uh, for us, we're we, we're dealing mostly with entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial thinking people. And the thing, Josh, we keep finding is that um, a lot of people who own businesses think they're entrepreneurs, but they've really bought themselves a job. You know, they're getting, mm. still getting paid for what they do rather than what they know. And I think ultimately that what you want to do is you want to expose people to what's possible and, and what can, what can happen, you know, um, uh, yeah, because, because I think an awful lot of people have put self-imposed restrictions around them based on what they know. And if they're, and if they're exposed to what's possible, um, then the world's their oyster and everything is possible. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about, you know, it's not about where they, it's not about where they are, it's where they, where they could be. And I think, one of the things that, that I feel we do reasonably well is, you know, you have to see people where they are. You know, you have to see people for, you can't have like rose colored glasses or be Pollyannish and say, yeah. you know, you know, and, you know, call a, you know, a, you know, a lemon lemonade, you know, if, if it's not. But at the same time, you also want to see people at their highest possible potential, almost to a place where they believe in themselves so viscerally or you believe in them so viscerally that they start to believe it in themselves, that it's possible, that almost that, 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 that where they could possibly go. And, um, once, once you could do that, it's, it's so freeing and exhilarating for people to kind of dream about what, not only what is, but what could be. And, uh, to me that that's, that's the ability to change the lives of all the people that we touch. That's an exciting thought. (laughs) It really is like what, what could be. And, I mean, if anything, that's what keeps me going every day. It's like, well, this could be this, like if you just keep going at this. So this is something I find. When's the point to like pivot and try something new? 
or to stick with it because that's I, I get like mixed responses where it's like you need to recognize like hey something's not working you need to pivot right but then there's also situations where it's like look if you just stick with this a little longer this may pan out for you like how do you kind of gauge those two well i've always believed that failure is just another form of market research um you know like and that and that for the most part that you know every time i failed that was just one step closer to success so that's that's a mindset that's an entrepreneurial mindset that we have but i, I think i think part of it is you you know it all starts by telling the truth and and i think w- where you're at is you know you, you don't want to double down on failure meaning you know at the end of, at the end of the day like sometimes people will you know put so much effort and energy or money into something that they blindly just continue to you know, sink good money after bad or sink good time after, you know, yeah. after bad time. And I think that that's why part of it, that's, you know, that's sort of the role or one of the roles we play is we'll sit down and really analyze and help them analyze is the direction that they're going the right direction. We're just close. We're this, just this close to success or are, you know, or, you know, you know, the rule of holes, the number one rules of hole holes is if you're digging a hole, stop digging. That's the first, <laughs> yeah, that's the first rule of holes. <laughs> And so I think that part of that is that's why you have to have an experienced team around you. And I think a lot of folks, especially entrepreneurial folks, uh, uh, sometimes often uh, uh, you know, are not as collaborative as they need to be. And I think that, hmm. you, know, ul- you know, ultimately you've got to trust your gut. You know, you have to, you know, the difference I always say between a boy and a man or a girl and a woman is when you realize that nobody's there to save you. But at the yeah. same time, you also want to have at the same time. You want to be able to have the very, very best advice and advisors around you. You know that I think that every entrepreneur, if you, you know, if you were a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, you'd have your own board of directors. You know, if you own an entrepreneurial firm, who's your board of directors? And the other thing is, are you also open to constructive advice? You know, I, I, I've, I've founded a lot of private equity companies. I've sat on the board of private equity companies. And I will tell you that one of the differences that, that ultimately it's the decision of the of that entrepreneur to make that decision good or bad. But I found the best, most successful companies will really take into a will not only surround themselves with great people, but will heavily, heavily weigh the information they're getting from their advisory group. And the ones that uh, don't, uh, you know, they generally uh, don't do as well. So I want to follow up with this because. I'm actually currently uh, listening, I guess, to the Steve Jobs autobiography, and people say he was really good at getting the right people in the right spots. So the question is here, how do you, I guess, find the right people to build as your team or your team of advisors? How do you find those right people? Well, I, I think, I think part, part of it is you want, you want to, you know, I always want to surround myself with people that are smarter than me. I want to surround myself with people that have skill sets you can't teach. I want to skill uh, surround myself with successful folks. And, you know, and, and ultimately, I, I think it's also about knowing yourself, meaning I know what I'm good at. I know my unique ability. And so if we surround, if I surrounded myself with people that just had my unique ability, we wouldn't be very successful. But I want to surround myself with people that do other things that I can't do and, and compliment my, you know, compliment my team. It, you know, it doesn't matter if you you know, as an example, as I get older, technology starts to get away from me a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. 
So, so I do my very best to stay as, as up to date as I can for somebody, for somebody that's not 25 years old. But I also make sure that I have, you know, forget 25 year old people. I want to have 15 year old people around me because mm-hmm. they, they know a lot more about technology than 25 year old people. It's already beyond the, beyond the face. So, you know, so I always try to have somebody in my, in my world that is, you know, that is on the cutting edge of technology and keeps, keep, keep them between me and technology. That's smart because technology is always changing. And, uh, this is something I was talking about with something, someone recently was the information that we're able to access now. It's only getting like exponential and the rate at which we can learn it is only getting faster. So, I mean, might as well like use, use it to your advantage and, uh, learn things, other skill sets and develop skill sets that are uh, valuable to you. So on this end, just a thought I had, it's, would you, so I think as someone that's like, let's say they're starting out their career, how would they have to develop some skills to be valuable, right? Like what we said at the beginning, uh, you have to create value. So at what point do you kind of outsource it and say, Hey, I'm going to let you, like build a team with that person and say, Hey, you're really good at this, do this or develop your own. You, you said it at the very outset of our, uh, outset of our, our uh, interview or our pot or the podcast is. Um, and I would say it a little bit different way. You have the best research in the world. It's called all the people that are in your world that you said, I learned from all my podcast guests. And I'm sitting myself as, so you, by creating this podcast is hopefully not only creating an, an interesting, entertaining conversation to the, to the people that, that follow you and watch you. But at the same time for you, it's about being in creation and fascination and learning mode every day. And so the idea is that just asking powerful questions and listening to folks, uh, you know, I always say we have the best research in the world. It's called, called our clients. And I am in learning and learning mode every single day in terms of, and then using those, those strategies and techniques and maybe even taking them to the next level and then providing that value to people. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm in, you know, I'm in con- constant and never ending improvement. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that constant state of learning, it's important and you need to do that. And, but I guess it's more of, so so for you, you asked for a young person though. you were saying, yeah, like more for more for context, like my biggest, I guess you could say weakness is I get distracted very easily. Like I'll see a new piece and I'll be like, oh, I could do that. And then it's kind of like you get started off those first three months and you're like, oh, like I can do this. But then, right, you hit that plateau and you realize, you know, nothing about it. And uh, so when's like the point where it's like, okay, should I just develop this new skill set? Like I'm fascinated by this or should I, uh, like outsource it? If I was like building a company, for example, like outsource it to someone else because they're just better at it. They have a higher skill set. Well, I think, I think part of it is there's a lot of tests out there. The Colby test, Kathy Colby says K O L B E. There's uh, the disc profile. There's anagrams. There's, there's a Briggs Myers. There's Myers Briggs okay. or something. There, there's a lot of those techniques, but you know, part of it is I think you need to know who you are so you can surround yourself with other people. So when we hire somebody, we want to know what their critical skill set is. You, you not only, as uh, Jim Collins says, you not only have to get the right people on the bus, you have to get them in the right seats going forward. Mm. 
And I think that, and I think the other thing is, you know, it's great to have motivation, the rah-rah speech, getting people all pumped up. But I will tell you that that lasts for about an hour. I think, I think what successful people know is it's about discipline, a discipline that you're showing up every day, you know, ready to play full out. And it's focus, mm-hmm. being able to, to focus and not get distracted. You know, one of the things I pride myself on is not letting other people take me off course. And if they take me off course, I'm going to get right back on course and stay as focused as I need to be. And then, and then I think the last thing is, although you want to be in creation and fascination mode, there is an element in business of falling in love with the mundane. Being able to say, mm-hmm. you know, like, like people have, you know, I, sometimes you've been accused of saying, of doing something the same way every time. And I'm saying, so you have something you know that works every time. So you want to change that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, you know, you know, meaning, so, so part of it is, is to, to get to something that, that you know, that, that, that works. I, I, you know, I, I, it doesn't make any sense, you know, to me. And so I think that, that that's, that's what I, that's what I, I think I would, I would focus on. I also think I'd focus on, on mentors. Remember, you know, the, 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 my, 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 fam- my favorite book right now, and probably one of the five best books I've ever written, I've ever, it's gotten written, read, was a book called Who Not How. And it described our business on a couple of levels. And so the question I get asked, Josh, probably in some version, one way or another is, how do I grow my income? How do I grow my business? How do I grow my freedom of time, take more time off to do what I want to do? How do I grow my freedom of relationships to work with the people I want to work with? Or how do I grow my freedom of purpose to have this very purposeful, fulfilling life? It's wrapped up in one of those questions. So I'm one person and you're one person. So if I say, how do we do that? It's pretty daunting. And so what I would say to a young person is the right question is not how, but who do we need to collaborate with to grow our income, our business, our freedom of relationship, freedom of time, freedom of purpose. And so can we find great who's in our life? And of, of people that will be who's for likely and they'll be who's for us. And now we have an army of people. And the thing that I would just say to, to a person is to a young person would be don't spend weeks or months or even years. But if you have decades of pouring into other people and helping other people, you will eventually build a network and an army of people that want to do the same for you. And that's how you build a successful business and a successful life. I love that. So relationships is the key here and building. Remember, remember, Josh, I have to tell you that, you know, we talked about technology a little bit. Yeah. Nothing pass, nothing changes. You still need to have people skills. I think everybody in the, in the, in, you know, who's, who's, you know, younger folks want to, all they want to do is text each other, everything and order it on an app. And, and my, my, my argument is it's that little extra piece it's the relationship skills. It's how do you get people to say, wow, I want to work with Josh rather than with Joe or Fred. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and part of it is that that little extra, the little extra piece. Sometimes it's that, you know, because people don't pick up their phone half the time. It's calling their cell phone to just follow up on something to let them know you cared a little bit. You know, hey, I just wanted to make sure that da-da-da-da happened. And, um, you know, the, in, in our office, you know, if you make a mistake – I'll always defend your mistake because I make mistakes all the time. But if you make a hustle mistake, I want to put a reign of terror on you. And so the idea is if I owe you something, I want to pick up the phone and say, hey, Josh, it's Monday afternoon. I have not heard back from those people. But if I don't hear by the end of the day tomorrow, I'm going to call you back. And you go, wow, these guys are on top of it. 
as opposed to you calling me tomorrow afternoon, if not heard anything, go, what the hell's happening? Yeah. You know, I think some people like, or, or text are so impersonal. Email is almost dead. Email's like, you know, that, that's going to be like the fax machine, yeah. you know, in a, in a, in a few years. And it's, you know, it's text and it's other forms of communication that will replace text. But I think nothing can be replaced by that human contact. And, you know, and sometimes it's Zoom like this or, or you know, where it, it could be a, not, a, not only a communication device, but a transportation device. But it's really, you know, you know in life is you, you take a look at it. If peop, the people who like you, Josh, you generally tend to like. The people that don't like you, you tend mm. not to like. Very few people like people that don't like them. Mm. Unless you're a real masochist. And so, so the idea is how do you transform that relationship so that you're different than everybody else in their world, not just another guy who sent them an email or a text? I like that you mentioned that email and text, it's just not, right, it's not personalized. I think that's what ultimately a lot of people desire is essentially, I mean, just talking in terms of business, is, this is kind of my theory is people want customized things for just them right that work for them and i think it's also the same with relationships as well is i mean i could be wrong but they want to know like hey let me take a step back uh it's almost like it's not like i'm two-faced or whatever but when you're around different people you behave in a different way does that kind of make sense and the questions you may ask the things you may do may be different and i find that Sorry, you're really challenging my brain here. It's, I mean, I'm curious, though, why you thought email would be dead. Like, because I still think it's Because I think relevant. that people under 35 or 40 don't obsessively check their email. They'll check their texts. They don't That's answer true. their phones. They don't check their voicemail. They don't check their email. They'll check texts uh, or social media. And so the idea is that if you're in a rapid pace world, and, I've, and I we're on a real-time basis, you need to be in a communication system where people can get instantaneous information back and forth like you do with text as opposed to, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. with, their, with their voicemail. They, there's a lot of people that intentionally clog up their voicemail on their phone so it's full so nobody can leave a message. Hmm. <laughs> you know, they do the same thing with email and people don't you know, want to be found. So how do you how do you get with people that, that do that? I, that, I think, is is an issue. Um you know, I think also with, with relationships, it's like, it's like you want to, you know, we, I, I think it's so, it's gotten so impersonal that I think that much of the vitriol that we have in this world for each other is as a result of people hiding behind social media, hiding behind text, hiding behind things. It's, you know, you can insult me on an email or a text or on voicemail, uh, you know, you know, you know, I'm six foot two, I'm 250 pounds. And still at my age, I can whip your ass. <laughs> Say that to my face, you know, you know, exactly. or, and, and by the way, let's not be so bravado or you know, such a tough guy. You know, nobody tells you no to your face. Nobody can be a jerk to you. You know, they, they're afraid to, you know, not that you can't, but it almost never happens as opposed to the stuff that people say about each other on social media, you know, and, you know, in these echo chambers or these other things. And, you know, I think that the idea is that, you know, part of it is it's not just in this world to just make a lot of money and have a successful business or a successful company. I think, at least for me, I want to be around a group of people that want to ch change the lives of everybody they touch for the better. Mm -hmm. 
I, I want to create a bigger, better world, a bigger, better future for everybody. I want to create something where there's something synergistic, where where we can do things better together and we can't apart to, 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 to leave this place better than we found it. And I think so many people are spending so much time just being negative, ripping people apart, uh, you know, being being so uh, uh, territorial. I, I, I don't I don't see how that's good for good for our country. It's good for the world. It's good for anything. I agree. <laughs> I really do. And yeah, you start diving into some of those comment sections of videos. I'll admit some of them are funny, but some of them it's just like, dude, like they're very insulting and it doesn't benefit anyone. It's like, why? And, and the person that's posting also, right, they probably will read that. And it's like, again, right, there's that barrier. Whereas if it was in real life, you would, ne you would never say anything like that. That's just wouldn't happen and yeah so how how would we i guess maybe incentivize more kind of real things i mean even though <laughs> we're talking here through a screen but kind of more real like in person well you know i think i think you know part of it is that i i've become such a big believer in that one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch just like one good apple can can be can 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 be a can be a game changer. Maybe apple's not the right, you know, uh, analogy with with a good apple, but the idea is that, you know, if you I've always tried to hire people that are smarter than I am. I've always tried to hire people, though also that had my core values, the people that you know wanted, you know that that if you're you know like I just said to you, you know one of the things I'd like to do is I'd like to improve the lives of a hundred million people on this planet. I picked a hundred million people just because a round number could have been. 10 billion, it could have been 10 million. I, it's, yeah. it's irrelevant. I just sort of as a, as a stalking pace. And so I want to be around people that, that share those same goals. There's a lot of people who say, you know, I've, I've got some people that say, screw people that want to help anybody else. I just want to help me. Those are probably not the people that I want to spend my time with. You know, the, those folks doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that those are not the people that I, you know, because remember the one thing we all have, no matter how rich or how poor or how smart or how stupid you are, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. We cannot change time. So it's about mm -hmm. quality time and quality time left. And so, you know, for everybody. And so, so, I mean, I mean, that, that, that's the kind of ecosystem that I'm there. And so when you say a bad apple is you bring somebody into that world, they're like a cancer in terms of slowly chipping away at the message of what you're doing because everybody's not on the same page. Just like somebody can come into your life. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's somebody you go to school with and all of a sudden go, oh, my God, that's the path that we can do this. They can inspire me to go do something. I mean, look at the famous one is Roger Bannister when he ran when they thought yes. in the 1950s that, that a human could not run a mile in under four minutes and it had never been done. And I think he did it. And I think in the next two months, there was like nine or 11 people that broke the four minute barrier once he was done, once he thought it was possible. Then the game and the ante started to raise and. You know, in my in my own business, I, I've had a study group that we've been together for a little over 30 years. And in the beginning, we were just a bunch of young guys who just kind of liked each other and, and you know, hung out together. and were all still, still dear friends. Mm -hmm. But the idea is it was a think tank that allowed us to, you know, allowed us to uh, just think bigger and think bigger. And as a group, we thought bigger as a group uh, collectively than we did individually. And everybody had a better life and a more successful future and, 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 and became better, not only made more money, but became better husbands and better fathers and better people 
because the group inspired each other to be your very, very best because the core values of that group mm -hmm. was that. It wasn't core values about, hey, let's make as much money and screw as many people as we can or let's, you know, let's do this or that or something. It was a group that coalesced around creating a bigger, better future for everybody we touched. I like that. I like I really do like that. And that just reminded me even just recently. Uh, I so I like to just uh, I mean, this is a little different, but I like to work out. It's something I love doing. And I found that and every morning I'll just go run or work out by myself. But then one day I stumbled upon these group of guys that was also working out. And they're like, hey, just come work out with us. And in the past two months, so like the amount of even just like they'll push you to the point where it's like, man, I didn't even think I could do this. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're doing it. And it's like, what? What the heck? Like, I didn't even think this was like I was capable of this. And. And that's something I'm actually continually like trying to learn is it's not a bad thing to like share your ideas and share uh, your thoughts in a group setting because they're going to offer their opinion, their uh, honest thoughts, and they're going to give you uh, even just a better way to maybe get it done. And yeah, I'm working on that and trying to put myself in uh, situations where they'll challenge uh my thoughts if that kind of makes sense but i yeah i find that just being in a group of people with a same goal in mind a similar goal in mind can help you get there faster and you enjoy it because you have someone to talk to while you you get it done and that's the, the other thing i would also say josh is that the the thing that that i prize is is you must read you know, reading, reading, reading. The smartest people I know are the most voracious readers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so I am constantly reading. I'm on a plane a lot. So I, I prize that as my time to either write or to read or to think. Because the rest of the time I'm, you know, I've got five kids. I'm running like a lunatic. I've got good obligations, you know, at the wazoo. And so that's, that's my time. Or, you know, I, I, have a, I have a place in Palm Beach at the beach. And so, you know, that's my time when I get away to, to be able to go do the reading, but I'm constantly reading. And the, and the other thing is, is that I also think you need to take kind of take a look at in terms of, you know, who, who you spend your time with, meaning, you know, it, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't hang out with your high school buddies that I used to play basketball with. But, uh, you know, if those guys are not, you know, you know, are still doing the same stuff they were doing in high school, you know, you know, do, doing a lot of drinking and, uh, you know, and not being too motivated and that kind of stuff. It's not that you shouldn't try to lift them up, but at the end of the day, that's not the place that I choose to be where people don't have that motivation. I want to be around people that are looking to, you know, looking to uh, make a difference in the world. And so, you know, that, that, you know, that you want to spend your time around those people. You want to take a look at those relationships and do those relationships serve you, you know, that, you know, you, you, you know, do you want to be around negative people? Do you want to be around people that, uh, you know, that, that, that tell you, tell me you can't, or do you want to be around people that inspire you and make you become your greatest self? And, you know, that's what I always tell, you know, to, you know, tell my, you know, my kids. And, you know, I, I would think that, you know, that, you know, my oldest son who works for, for us, uh, Lucas, um, one of his greatest strengths to me, and I think he's got a lot is that his friends, he's got great friends, you know, great friends make a difference. 
And, you know, he didn't seek them out because he was looking to get something from him. It organically came together over the course of his life. And he seems to pick, good, pick up good people around him. And I think that's propelled him to start to think about, you know, you know how to have the life that he wants to have. That's cool. So choose, choose good friends. That, I, I think that's, I like that. I do. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. I, mean, I don't know if you've ever had a crazy girlfriend or, you know, been in a bad relationship, but if, if you're with the wrong person, that, that can spiral your whole life down pretty damn, damn quickly. Just like if you have this, the right support system or the right girlfriend, it, you know, can take you to a, a place that, you know, where, you know, where, where both parties can do better together than they could apart. I mean, isn't that the essence of synergy? I think most people think one plus one equals two. But in many relationships, one plus one equals like one and a quarter. <laughs> you want one plus one to equal three or four or five. So are yeah. you getting that? Are you getting synergy in those relationships? And and again, you're not going in there looking for that. You're going with in, in it because you want to gr- organically be with a with a with a group of people, whether it be in your personal or business life, that have your that have your core values and are and are going where you want to go. I like that. Well. I don't want to take any more of your time. This is, I, I've loved this and you've helped me a lot. And I know those that are listening, you also help them a lot and shaping the way that they even approach relationships and even go out and try and live a life that's meaningful and that they enjoy and hopefully go make a difference. And I think, I mean, I, I do think that most people, they do want to uh, change the world and like, uh, put it for the better you know this third book i wrote and came out a couple of months ago is was number one on amazon it's called the ultimate investment but you know but i believe that that everybody on this planet has the opportunity to create multi-generational wealth and the and the idea is creating multi-generational wealth it's great to have wealth but the idea is it's really about having abundance because ultimately when you create multi-generational wealth you have the ability to affect so many other people's lives when people that just have enough, I find, Josh, are so selfish because they have just enough for them, nothing for anybody else. And abundant people and, and people that create multi-generational wealth have the ability to, 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 to be you know, impact more, much, much more impactful. And, and so that's one of the reasons, many reasons that, you know, I've spent, uh, you know, I, my business life helping people create multi-generational wealth. That's awesome. So if people want to, like, reach out to you and, you know, get a session with you or plan uh, their life essentially with you what's the best way that they can reach out to you find you uh, they, they can email me at, at mark underscore murphy at northeastprivate.com and uh you know just mention that they're a friend of yours josh oh no um, yeah so, so i'd be i'd be I'd be happy to talk to him and, and the other thing too is you know as i said I'm, I'm always happy to continue this discussion offline because you know obviously you uh uh, you know, I, I can already tell that you, your core values uh, align with mine. And I know that you're out there, you know, with this podcast and the other things you're doing, you know, making a difference. And uh, you always want to support people that want to make a difference in the other people's lives like you do. So thank you for the opportunity to spend some time with you today. Thank, thank you. That, that means a lot. Thank you. All right. As you can tell, that is Mark Murphy. He's a very intelligent person, has great things to share. I challenge you guys, if anything pique your interest or if you're interested in working with Mark to reach out to him. I know that he's open to it and he wants to surround himself with people that have the same goals and same values in mind. Stay tuned till next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys. See you guys next week and let's get after it. 
Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.